Hockey Picks and Bets show on the Mayo Media Network, presented by Price Picks. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to cover February 25th, Thursday, NHL Hockey. DJ, how you doing? Doing, doing very well. I, I got, like I said before we started, I got a Top Shots pack. And I was just thinking before we started, we need the NHL. I mean, getting past oh. that, like, can they just do it? Can they do <laughs> NHL, like, like hot shots, like I just copy them exactly what they did. Just do the whole thing and get that in my life uh, right now. If you don't know what we're talking about, I'm not going to waste your time. If you want to hear more, <laughs> if you want to hear more, just go to anyone that's a tout and they're probably talking about it. Um, <laughs> go to so, anywhere on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Just go on um, Twitter and, and just look at it. And like, oh, there it is. Um, But yeah, uh, Matt, I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm still waiting for my uh, my my COVID shot, unlike you. So oh, congratulations yeah. to you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Let us, you know, let us know how you're feeling. Um, you know, give us the update on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, um, I'm still moving. Yeah, so feeling great. Never I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't really know if we want to talk too much about Tuesday, but uh, you know, you had some good bets. I I did not. I yeah. I you know, I really screwed the pooch on a Tuesday betting. So I've learned, I've learned from many of my mistakes and I think I've come back better and stronger. Um, and I think you're going to keep your hot streak rolling, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, you follow up a huge double parlay hit with a top shot pack. I mean, that that's really the, what dreams are made of in, in this, in this world. So yeah, I, you know, I, I liked what I had going. I liked my process a little bit and there's a couple of things that I was a little bit, you know, I was, I was, they were a huge stretch, but, um, a couple of things that, you know, in retrospect, maybe were stone cold locks. Um, but Pedersen, I was, you know, I was worried I'd be up to 1 a.m. sweating out the Pedersen point. And first shift of the game, he's getting off the ice, just passes it over to, I I think it was, was it Hughes or Myers or who was it that got the assist? I can't remember. I think it was now. maybe Hughes up the Horvath. I think it was right. Hughes. And then, yeah, Horvath shoots it from like literally the, the Patrick Kane <laughs> Stanley Cup winning uh, shot. It looked identical, honestly. That's all I could think of. I was like, yep, yeah, like, this is where moments are, are made in this corner here. Uh, so yeah, no, hit, hit a big one. So tail me, um, just jump, jump aboard, follow me on Twitter. Uh, we're, we're only hitting big ones right now on. That's yeah. It. So, uh, you know, what, what, what we do here is we go game by game through the uh, Thursday slate. We, we talk DFS, we talk bets. Uh, we just talk news, you know, news in general. And um, we have some big news, you know, on this slate. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about prize picks through the title sponsor of this show. Uh, so make sure you head over to prizepicks.com and sign up using the promo code MMM. Uh, what you do there is you, you know, you pick the over or the under on fantasy scores. So for example, in hockey, you get three points for a goal, two points for an assist and a half point for a blocked shot or a shot on goal. Um, so, you know, you can find our favorite picks for uh, the Thursday slate over on our Twitter feed at Mayo, uh, at Mayo media net. So be sure to check that out. Um, and, you know, make sure you use the promo code MMN when you sign up. So, uh, All right. DJ, let's talk about Thursday. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting slate. I think that the number one thing is the seven of the games are at 7 p.m. And then we get, uh, you know, the the great honor of Nashville and Detroit being the only game on for intermission there um, until the 8 o'clock game, Montreal and Winnipeg, which, uh, the, you know, the big news broke, Claude Julian getting fired during the Fantasy Hockey Pits and Beck show with uh, Pete Jensen and uh, Chris Meany. Meany, being a Montreal Canadiens fan, obviously was shocked. It was made for some pretty funny, good commentary there. I don't know uh, if you listened along that as well, but it was it was a really good show. So definitely also check them out while we're, you know, talking here. Uh, 
make sure to follow all of the shows on YouTube and everywhere. I'm sure you are already. Um, but yeah, so it's a very, you know, nine games are going to finish up um, pretty fast, you know, everything before 8 p.m. Eastern time start. And then we get the 10 o'clock, you know, six and a half hammer um, with Edmonton at Vancouver. So overall, I think, you know, the, the games align pretty nicely. I like a couple of them that I don't think Matt likes as, as much, but we're just going to go game by game here. We'll get right to it. So Matt, any preliminary notes before we get to Boston at the Islanders? Yeah, you know, like a 10-gamer is always, uh, you know, they're always fun. They're uh, they're definitely uh, slogs to get through, you know, just so many games, so many picks, so many bets, you know, all that. Um, if you want to hear us talk about the DFS portion of it, make sure you check out the Morning Skate podcast at Morning Skate Pod on Twitter. We go pretty in-depth on players uh, by position. Here we go by game, though. We'll also include some of our favorite bets. So let's start over with Boston at the Islanders. Uh, this game Boston is a minor favorite, minus 129. Uh, the over-under right now listed at a five. Uh, DJ, it's pretty rare we get these fives. Um, in this modern NHL, does this feel like an automatic overbet to you? Or uh, you know, do you think the Islanders play Islanders hockey and keep this game, you know, two to one type game? I mean, automatic over is is tough when you're talking about the Islanders. I mean, you know, you think about it, it's like, oh, it's normally a five and a half. That's what I expected. Now it's a five. It's like so you know, you're just losing equity on the push. I mean, if it's three to two or four to one or something like that, you're just going to push instead, uh, which makes it a little bit different. But I think if you really like the over or under for whatever reason, um, I, I stick to your script. I don't think it makes it an unbelievably huge difference. Um, I'm personally not going to touch the over under in this one. Just don't, don't really feel a need. I don't really feel like this game needs to be too heavily involved um, in general in your process. It's just not an exciting game. Um, I don't expect the pace to be super high. The big note that we got from the last time Boston played was they went back to the perfection line. Pasternak had a hat trick. Um, they played with Marshan and Bergeron. So all three of those guys are your most likely to score players. Pasternak normally, you know, a little bit, I guess, worse odds to score, but plus one one thirty is, you know, I guess somewhat enticing as he is just the premium, you know, goal scorer, maybe one of the more uh, in the league. I mean, one of the maybe top two or three. So, um, I never hate to see that when you get someone at, at those kind of odds. Um, the To get a point odds are kind of not great here. Um, if you don't like this game for an over, it's like, are you really going to say minus 265 for Marshall to have a point or something? Are you going to go multi-point? Probably not. So I'm not thinking it's a stone-cold dud. It's a stone-cold uh, stay away all around. I mean, there's a couple of shot props I don't hate. People are still going to shoot in this game. Um I mean, posture knock Lee, those are kind of the two that stand out among the rest, but I'm overall leaning towards just not including this much in big parlays. I'm not, you know, if I do it, I'm probably not gonna do a 10 gamer. Um, I just sort of more staying away and not doing a whole lot. I'm not sure about you. Yeah, no, I mean, this, this game, certainly uh, some of the worst underlying numbers as well, just in terms of pace. Um, yeah. So not a whole lot. I love from a, you know, a, a game, you know, betting uh, sides here. I do think there is, you know, some equity to betting some of these, you know, shot unders, believe it or not. Like, um, you know, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to think Pasternak gets held below three and a half. That's plus 115. If you want to bet the under there, you know, he certainly could, you know, five shots on goal and a goal or whatever, but it it just feels a little high for, you know, the projected pace of this matchup. Um, You know, especially if, the Islanders can stay out of the box. Uh, you know, that's where a lot of his uh, best work is done. 
And I don't think that this Islanders team is anywhere close to the, you know, ragtag team of COVID stricken flyers that we saw in Lake Tahoe, like just a very different situation there for pasta. But in general, I think I'm just staying away. You know, I'm not looking yeah. to get too crazy here, um, but definitely some value and, you know, DFS is going to be super low owned um, and all that, but. Yeah, I, mean, I really don't mind just saying the, the no to a point with like a Brock Nelson or someone of that nature, a guy that's not in the first power play. Minus 148, it's not great. I mean, you're not, you know, I mean, you're not getting a ton of equity on it to make it super worthwhile. But, you know, if you'd like this game to be under five goals, you know, if there's the Islanders score, then, you know, two on average, that's kind of the prediction. How many times they score two goals and Brock Nelson doesn't get a point on it? You know, it seems there's a decent amount of equity there, like as, as a player to exclude um barzell but minus or plus 140 not of a point again it's in their own possibility that might be the way to go about this so i like what you said there but get to a more exciting game a six and a half if you're ready with pittsburgh at washington we're in the mario levia jersey i don't know why not felt like fun uh yeah no uh so pittsburgh at washington the big news here is the status of chris tang um, you know, we probably should get clarity in morning skate, you know, how Latang's looking, if he's able to go or not. He left uh, Tuesday's game early, did not return. If he does not return, we would expect one of, we're not sure which, but hopefully we'd get clarity there, of uh, P.E. Joseph, Mike Matheson, or John Marino to sort of step onto that top power play with Sid, Gino, Malkin, and Rust. So right away, that creates like an obvious value spot in DFS. Um, definitely would be a big blow to the blue line in general for you know betting purposes would probably have me favoring Washington here. Uh, this game right now is priced as basically a pickup. You know, you can get minus 108 on Pittsburgh, uh, minus 106 on Washington. So I kind of am favoring the Washington side here. You know, we saw Pittsburgh kind of roll over um, the Caps last game in terms of, you know, just shots on net and uh, the end up on the scoreboard. But how do you feel about the uh, this game? Yeah, no, I, I agree, especially if Latang is out. I mean, it really opens it up for Washington. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense has already been very, very bad. Um, they lose the guy that's been the best of a bad situation. And I think, you know, Washington can bounce back and get a win at home. Um, I'm, I'm pretty in on that call. Uh, I'm not, you know, the over under, I think I'm maybe slightly more on the under just because, you know, the tank coming out, it might make it a little differently for what they do and hurt the power play for Pittsburgh where they've done a lot of damage, but I'm not super strong on that. I think I'd rather just, if I'm hitting the lines, take the Washington side of this move on um, and then get to the player props where, uh, again, like you said, the pace was decent last game. Is that fair to say? I would say decent to good. And, and, yeah, no, it was... and, and probably should stay there. Um, I mean, I would love to get something with Matheson, but I doubt you're going to find much of him. If he's on the first power play, he's get to get a point. If you find it somewhere, good luck, because it could be something worth playing. It might be really good odds. But I think, you know, the, the shot props could be interesting here. Um, there's none on DraftKings that super duper stand out to me. Malkin has been shooting a bit more uh, as of late. So his odds at two and a half have finally gone to being negative to take, which again, doesn't feel great. I've, I've been kind of like really teetering on it a lot. I ended up taking him to get a point instead because I just kind of like what he's been doing and involved in the offense. Um, that Those odds got worse, obviously. But I think one of these shot props could be the one. Is there one that you like maybe the most? Um, yeah, I mean, I like Sid, I think. Over two and a half, that line just uh, was really, really good last game. Um, capping in on that line, like, you know, they had an expected goals rate of 80%. Like, that's crazy. Um, you know, very, very good. 
So I think getting pieces of Crosby, that just seems a little bit, uh, you know, weak uh, in terms of uh, his shot prop in uh, for a game that I like. I like the tempo. I don't necessarily think there'll be a ton of goals. Um, they seem to have found, you know, Tristan Jari's game uh, after a tough start to the year. So we'll see if that holds. But in general, um, you know, I, I think Sid and that top line is a great place to build around. And uh, one note for Washington is that they did play Lars Eller as OV center um, last game. It didn't really turn into much. However, they did, you know, when they were on the ice, they performed pretty well. Don't know if that'll, you know, protect them from being split up or anything, but just noteworthy that neither Kuznetsov nor uh, Backstrom will be centering Ovechkin should things uh, not change. And, and just DFS wise with that, I mean, Ovi is a guy that stays on both power plays. So <laughs> if you, if you like Eller and you're like, Oh man, they're on the same power play. It's like, well, Ovi just doesn't come off the ice. So, you know, yep. Eller could very reasonably be out there passing him um, a, a puck for a, a one-timer goal. So don't be afraid of that. Um, just kind of a note, I guess, with how yeah, good call. power play. Good call. Um, all right. So over to yep, Carolina, Tampa. Yeah. Carolina, Tampa, uh, this game, a uh, rematch of Wednesday's uh, matchup and also I think a rematch of Monday, Sunday. They, they played recently, uh, you know, as well beyond just uh, Wednesday. So Tampa at home minus 139. The over under is a six. Uh, DJ, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting back to the over. Um, you know, I know it hasn't hit. I don't, well, they had the one six game. Um, they've actually, I, for Carolina, this is the fourth game against Tampa Bay in a row, uh, very weirdly enough. Um, I, yeah, I think that holds water. Um, and I think that, you know, that the four nothing, then two to four, then three nothing, kind of back and forth here or there. I'm not getting it, but I think this, I really like this matchup. I, I think that there's a ton of pace, and we didn't quite get that in the uh, Wednesday. Uh, show showdown between the two, but I think we're going to get it here. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we got the pace. Uh, Vasilevsky was you're crazy yeah, good. Yeah, um, you know, definitely stole that one. Well, so mean, the shots weren't, you know, the pace, I guess, being there or not, but I mean, the shots weren't as high as I guess I should sure. hope they would be here, but more of what I was trying to get to. But yeah, I, I think we're going to make it back to it. I think I like the over. Um, I don't know, I think it's a coin flip by any stretch. I, I think Tampa should be slightly favored here, but I don't think it's anything where I'm, you know, going crazy in on it. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk some news here, you know, because there is yeah. some, you know, very impactful uh, decisions that were made, especially on the Tampa side, uh, basically flip-flopping some of their wingers around. So Stamkos moves off the top line, um, you know, Blake Coleman slides up to that top line with Point and Palat. Um, you know, Blake Coleman in those two games since he's been moved has been very, very productive, um, you know, putting up tons of shots, uh, I believe even hitting the blocks bonus two games ago and then scoring a goal on, uh, on Wednesday. So that right away, I think is a really obvious value spot. Blake Coleman dating back to last year was just like a, you know, really, really good, uh, rates player in New Jersey and then got traded and sort of played in this like defensive shutdown role, never really got to shine in the way that, you know, he is now on that top line. So looking at his, uh, two score odds, He's at plus 290. Um, you know, that's that's close, but not directly equal to guys like Nino Niederreiter, Vinny Trocek. Uh, Svenshikov is at plus 240. So you're getting a little bit of value, I think, on Coleman just yeah. for the, the reach shooter he is. Um, but any other thoughts, you know, uh, player prop wise, I guess, or anything on yeah. the Carolina side to monitor? No, I mean, Coleman was definitely one of my favorite plays of the night, definitely in uh, DraftKings FanDuel, but also I think that you could consider his. 
um, to score a goal. I wish we had a few more odds on him. I'd love his shot prop if we had one. I don't think we're going to get one anywhere. But I, I do really like Sveshnikovs as well. Um, playing with Aho, I think they're going to be setting up Sveshnikov first power play as well. Um, minus one eight, uh, yeah, one eighteen for over two and a half. I think that's pretty strong. Um, I think both of these defensemen and Hedman and Hamilton are also pretty strong. I, you know, Hamilton three and a half over is a little tough. I mean, that's. I don't think quite a 50-50 by any stretch. I mean, he's done it. He has, you know, if you look at his game logs, you see eight shots, you see five shots. You also see some ones and twos in there. So it's not any means a lock, but if you like this game, you like the pace, Hamilton's going to be involved shooting the puck. Um, so I do like the pace, and I think one of these shot on goal metrics is where I'm going to end up landing on the game as my favorite, especially cough up there. Um, yeah. I just don't think you're um, getting a ton of equity on points and stuff, like just to get like, – Yeah, the, the there, player so. prop – the player prop I like the most is that Svechnikov number. So as you mentioned, Aho and Svechnikov should be playing together. You know, they could mm-hmm. flip mm-hmm. things up after their loss Wednesday. We'll find out in pregame warmups. Uh, but on the season, uh, you know, Andrei Svechnikov is basically at, a, uh, I believe it's at a 19 I-Corsi per 60. Um, just as like a, sorry, he's at 20. And basically as a rule of thumb, uh, 18 is about elite, I would say. And, you know, guys like Ovi are at the 23 to 24 mark historically uh, per 60 minutes. So when you're talking, you know, that's basically top 30 in the NHL, maybe even top 20 for Svechikov. Uh, Sebastian Ajo's, you know, down at 13-ish, which is about, you know, league average to good. So mm-hmm. Svechikov is just shooting way more than Ajo is. They're playing the exact same situations. Um, so I just think that basically getting the same odds uh, for both of them, it's easy. It's Feshnikov for me. Um, and I think that's my favorite player prop mm-hmm. of this game. Any other thoughts before we move yeah. off, off of this one? No, no. I'm glad we, we teamed up and love Feshnikov together. That was yeah. great, Matt. That, yeah. That's that's the podcast uh, teamwork to make the dream work. Um, so that'll bring us over to Chicago and Columbus. Uh, again, on a five and a half last game, it went for 11, if you include the shootout. Um, I... Personally, I'm not liking that to repeat. Um, I just, I don't really think it's there. Um, I think it's a little bit thin to me to, again, like the five and a half, I'm probably just not going to touch because clearly the goaltenders can do what they did last time and then not stop pucks and, you know, Lincoln in can not be Lincoln. in. so um, I'm probably just going to stay away from the over under. I, I slightly like the Columbus side here. Um, I think it's definitely worth betting. I think that they're going to keep continue to come together. And I think line is going to continue to be, um, a really big part of this offense. He's been shooting a, a bit more. Um, I think they've kind of figured out the lines they want to run and they're running them. So with that being said, Matt, getting into this game, is there anything off the top? I mean, I know Carl Soderberg goal, you're going to have at least the entire mortgage on that, but what else? I yeah. Mean, you know, you know, I just wish, uh, you know, I wish we had a crystal ball that someone could tell me, Hey, it'll be Carl Soderberg on that power play on yep. Tuesday, because, you know, I feel like we were all over it. We were saying like, Hey, like, you know, there's going to be a job open with Dylan Strom. Uh, someone's going to step in and they're going to be a great play for fantasy. I sort of bet on that being, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Carpenter because we knew he was on the top power play, um, you know, just didn't work out. And Carl Soderberg puts up three points, you know, um, and that's how it falls. But we know that now. So, you know, that that's good. We like that news. Um, you know, DraftKings is not priced up Soderberg at all on the daily fantasy side. So I love that. Um, my boy, Adam Bogfist, like, you know, I feel like I've made the Evan Bouchard uh, comparison multiple times across both of the you know, platforms we have. And man, we, we almost saw it on, uh, you know, on Tuesday, like he put up four shots on goals, scored a, you know, absolute laser on the power play. So 
Um, I, I love Adam Boakvist like in, in all forms. Um, you know, I even don't mind him to score a goal in this one. Like Columbus, I just don't think it's very good. Um, Boakvist on that top power play plus 550 to just, you know, he has such a good shot. I, I, I love him. So it's, you know, it's, it's not my first. <laughs> Adam Boakvist. Right here, man. Right here. He's looking um, so perfect. I hope so. But otherwise, um, you know, Patrick Kane, just, I mean, is this guy ever going to stop? Like, yeah, I, I, I too like the Columbus side, but man, like, you know, you give Patrick Kane time and space and he's going to make you pay. Um, I think getting on his shot prop, you know, over three and a half minus 106 just feels like a pretty good investment for this one. I just don't really see a way that, you know, Columbus turns this game into like a two to one snoozer type. And I think even if they manage to shut down this Chicago side, it's, you know, it's by stopping Patrick Kane, not necessarily by, you know, limiting him, but just by, you know, making saves on him. So I think the Patrick Kane shots is, uh, you know, pretty nice, but any other player props you like here? I mean, I, I like Kubalik and Line. I mean, Line has only done it once uh, as of late. He had kind of been this kind of, you know, not shooting the puck guy. And then he gets the big two goals, one assist, six shots on goal game might have Seemingly nowhere, but I, I think that's going to come together. I really do. I think that he's going to turn it around and, and start firing pucks from all angles again. They're going to put him, you know, get the power play working and stuff. So I don't mind trying to jump on it while it's, you know, uh, minus 120 from him over two and a half. That just seems, you know, like a misprice at this point because um, I do think he's going to be shooting a lot more. But, you know, Kubalik plus 105. I, and again, like I think Kubalik is just going to always be a rate shooter. That That is who he is. Um, if the minutes are there and if we're going to continue to not have Strom, that, that hopefully should open up some more minutes for him. It wasn't a huge jump uh, by any means. It was, you know, he went from uh, 15 to 14 and a half. So it was actually a reduction in minutes and he scored an assist and six shots on net. Yeah. Um, but he did see some run on the first power play over Carpenter. I hope that continues. Um, he's cheap on both sites. Um and he's just a really good player. So both guys are kind of your like when they get going, they shoot six or seven shots on net. And when they don't, they have done. So it's a little bit risky, but I like both of them a lot and, and Kane as well. Yeah, no, uh, I think this game is, you know, one of the better, uh, one of the better places, especially in terms of, you know, uh, central focus on a small number of players in a great matchup. So that's why I like this one a lot from betting and from the fantasy side. Um Let's uh, let's see. We have we have some more seven o'clock games still. So let's go to Dallas at Florida. Um, This game also played on Wednesday. Uh, Florida. (laughs) All good. All good, DJ. But, uh, (laughs) you know, so Florida's really controlled the pace of play in both of these, uh, both the last two games that they've played against the Stars. Um, You know, Kadobin definitely stole the show on Wednesday. How does that make you feel about? You know, Florida being a slight favorite here, minus 129, five and a half total. Uh, we probably see Jake Ottinger in that and not Anton Kudobin. You know, does that make you feel like this uh, Florida side is worth a bet? I, I do like the Florida side. I mean, I don't I don't think it's incredibly strong by any means, but Dallas has been banged up. They really haven't been that great this year overall. Um, Florida definitely been, you know, one of the leaders as far as uh, kind of coming out of nowhere and you know, leading a division and being this very, very, you know, good team. I mean, they've just been good. Uh, they, they made some acquisitions that I think really benefited them. I mean, even though they lost a couple guys that I thought were pretty good, they, they made up for it. So I like the Florida side a bit at home. Um, you know, I, I think that at any point, you know, 
their goaltending could uh, be uh, be a big reason why they lose a couple games. So I don't personally love betting on them a lot. I, I do like Dallas okay, but I, I was pretty low on them coming into the year anyways. So I take the Florida side here. Um, I think the under is is fair enough, but I, again, I'm not really going to bet the under here. I think either goalie in this situation could, you know, have a tire come off and we, you know, they can, you know, go for go for four against and this game they could definitely hit over five and a half. So slightly on the yeah, Florida I mean, side and just more just not looking at that over under. Yeah, you know, I I certainly respect what Florida you know has done this season and, and definitely what they've done to the Stars. You know, in these in these past couple matchups because they've been sort of uh, you know bloodbaths. But I look at these player props and I see Joe Pavelski at these prices. And we're talking a guy who has nine goals in 14 games. He has 19 points on the year in 14 games. Um, you know, he's coming off of a two-point game in that win on Wednesday. Um, like, Joe Pavelski is playing some of the best hockey we've seen from him, which is crazy given his age and given, you know, the relatively low expectations, I think, especially offensively for this Dallas team. And, you know, Pavelski is really dragging them to where they are currently. Um you know, and I think he's still got a lot of juice left in the tank. I like betting him to get a point minus 125. I think that number is just a really good number. A lot of their offense runs through him. If they do get that offense, I think he's a part of it. Um, and I also like his shots prop, you know, over two and a half plus 110, um, you know, setting him up net front. I, I think I like the points slightly more, um, but I just think Joe Pavelski in general is a guy who, you know, certainly gets a lot of love around the NHL circles, but maybe I think it's just maybe mispriced here, uh, betting wise. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason I think I've just been on Florida and kind of off of playing guys against them is they have been, as far as rates are concerned, which is tough because as I probably mentioned every show, teams have played a lot of different varying number of minutes and games, but their high danger course against per 60 is the lowest in the league. Um, but decent margin um so i they've been really really good at keeping teams away from obviously high danger scoring chances and that has helped their goaltenders not look terrible which is you know Bobrovsky has still been hasn't helped bob <laughs> hasn't helped bob and that's what i mean it's like man like this florida team is really finding a way to keep teams from having high danger scoring chances and they're still letting in goals so that's why i worry about the over under in case you're wondering where that came from at all and sometimes i feel like i'm not explaining my math enough uh not not showing it so I'm, sure you trying to, yeah, yep. so I'm just trying to show my work here um and that's why you know I, i'm not super in on dallas but the concentration of minutes and offense is why pavelski is still a really strong uh you know at least one point minus 125 i mean i jam that in um so sure um let, let's keep this moving let's go to uh calgary at ottawa uh the matchup of the kachucks uh, Calgary coming off of a road back-to-back, having uh, just lost in overtime to the Leafs on Wednesday. Uh, Ottawa plus 140 home dogs, Calgary minus 165 on the road. Uh, six and a half over under. DJ, the Kachuk brother narrative. Yeah. Can we bet the Gordie Howe hat trick for Brady? Like, is, is that an option? Can, can we just yeah. find that somewhere? Like, someone post that. It feels like something like Barstool would have, but I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, again, this, this game, I really do like Calgary a lot. Um, they've been one of the better teams as far as having the high danger Corsi for, for 60 in the league there. Um, you know, I mean, the, I mean, the problem is, is they, they play Canadian team. So it's literally what they're three in the top four, four in the top six, five in the top seven. And the eighth is Ottawa. Like it's all in the top eight, it's all Canadian teams. So it's really hard to get good numbers on that because they're all just shooting and having a lot of fun. And 
you know, just up north of the border having a party. Um, but against, uh, you know, this, uh, this Ottawa team, I don't think I need to, you know, I don't want to blow the doors off, but uh, this Ottawa team has been really bad. Um, they still are really bad. They give up a ton of Corsi against, and I think that a guy like Brady, oh my God, well, I think really both the Chucks, but Matt the Chuck is a really nice uh, guy to have the over on the shots. Two and a half minus 177 isn't my favorite thing in the world. I almost wish it was a three, a little bit closer to the to the median there, but I still think it's, you know, not a mortal lock, but it's it's really strong. Um, I really like him to have two points plus uh, 320. Uh, that might be where I end up landing on this. He's one of my favorite plays of the night. Um, I guarantee goal on, on the MSP. So I'm uh, I'm very, very in on him. Yeah, you know, um, with, with Sean Monaghan back in the fold, I think that, you know, Elias Lindholm slides down back to centering Kachuk. And mm-hmm. those two guys have just been playing really well this year. So I, I do like that. I, I think from a DFS side, this Calgary team is just too cheap. Um, you know, Rasmus Anderson back on the top power play. So I think there are, you know, a number of reasons to, uh, you know, to, to back the the Calgary Flames here, both betting, you know, back at Chuck overs and things like that. And also in daily fantasy. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything on the Ottawa side? I think we're pretty much you know, in agreement that Brady Kachuk runs the show here. Um, yeah. You know, guys who he plays with are also pretty good, um, but yeah. not really, not really uh, bet worthy in my opinion. So um yeah i mean let's just move from there to new jersey at buffalo buffalo at home uh basically a pick them minus 112 on buffalo minus 104 on the devils over five and a half uh this was one of my best bets on tuesday did not pay off uh fun fact when you look at yeah when you look at the expected goals in that game it was actually higher than the chicago columbus game which uh you know they scored 11 goals so um you know, I'll lick my wounds and, you know, take an L there, but I'm right back on this Buffalo side. Like, I think this game has a lot of pace. I think Eichel is, you know, he's playing really well and they're just giving so many minutes to him, Reinhardt and Olofsson. Um, It doesn't seem that complicated to just say, Hey, uh, the best players in the, you know, highest tempo games, this is one of them. And I don't think it'll be treated with nearly enough uh, respect in DFS, you know, just with, Edmonton, Vancouver on the slate, which we'll get to this Calgary, Ottawa game, even Pittsburgh, Washington and Chicago, Columbus, you know, there's so many spots to go to. Um, I just think that Buffalo, you know, is one of, one of the best values in terms of both ownership and in terms of salary. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on this game, uh, particularly from a betting standpoint. Yeah, I, I mean, I think one of my favorite is just Jack Hughes to score plus three ten. I do not understand that. Um, he has been shooting a lot more. He's good. He's, been, he's really good at hockey. He just <laughs> missed like twice in that game. Uh, does not make any sense to me that he's this. It just feels like a you know clear who, misprice. Do you know who has what? better odds to score, DJ? Uh, Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner <laughs> and Miles Wood. It's like I, I, mean, I do not well, understand that. My, no. Miles Wood. It, yeah, yeah. Miles he always the yeah. yeah, so yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, but like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, he is their best offensive player, like, and he's way down the list. Um, yeah, not just gonna just gonna get in on that. I think that another one, if you do like this game as much as Matt, is just the Jack Eichel, uh, two points. Um, you know, he hasn't been able to bury too many this year, but at the same time, he is all over the ice, all over the three. offense. 
I think he had three crossbars I think he had three on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, come on. And he had him there. with Olafson and Reinhardt. I think that's that line's just clicking um, on all yep. ends. So, uh, you know, I just see no reason why you couldn't jam that together. So I'm, uh, I'm in on it. I'm in on Buffalo one. I, I can't wait to get hurt again. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to be just sitting there. Just, just, oh God, just going to be great. It'd be great. Yeah. These, these Jack Hughes point props, I think I like too. Um, yeah. If you're talking, you know, over 10 to one long shot type bets, Jack used three points. Isn't, uh, I think that's one of the better, you know, just like 14 to one bets you'll find um, because again, I'm betting on the tempo in this game and I'm betting on the goalies not being nearly as good as they were on Tuesday because you know, that, that's what I do. I just sort of ignore goalies and for better or for worse. Shot prop. I mean, honestly, three games in a row, he's hit that and his yep. shot prop is still what plus one thirty-two and a half, yeah. and he's done that three games in a row. And it really like the pace of Buffalo. They get up forty-two um, on Old Park last game. Everything about this game. I mean, I I think that it's it's Jack nice. Hughes and Eichel, and let's just let's get after it. All right, we uh we finally got past the seven o'clock starts. Uh, let's get to the seven thirty. You know, the intermission. Uh, maybe you want to take a nap. Uh, you know, the first intermission. Just slip on Nashville at Detroit because woo. Um, this one's priced at a five and a half and Nashville, uh, road favorites minus one fifty five. Um, for me, I think the under here hits, you know, I'm yeah. surprised this one's not a five when Boston Islanders is a five. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we did see, you know, this game on Tuesday and I believe it was three, nothing for the, in the, uh, Nashville favor. So, you know, that's, uh, I think that's an easy under on this one for me. Yeah, under Nashville, Roman Yossi shots. Um, three yeah. and a half is a little bit tight, but I think he does that uh, more often than not, um, especially in this matchup. Um, I, I, I got a, I'm kind of waiting for a little bit more numbers, but it seems that Detroit gives up a lot of shots to defensemen. Um, I'm not entirely positive on that quite yet, and I don't want to sink too much time into it because it just we haven't had the, the games to really give me good enough numbers, but it does seem – that, that, that could be a narrative. They've, they've actually been halfway decent at cutting down high danger scoring uh, Corsi, high danger Corsi compared to the, the field, which leads me to believe that um, they're probably getting up more trust to the point. So I just need to do a little more research on that myself. But, um, you know, they, they actually haven't been a train wreck defensively is basically what I'm getting to overall. And uh, I think that this game goes under. It's not safe always because, I mean, it's, you never know with a couple bounces and you miss it. But, Yossi, uh, I do really like plus one fifteen for over three and a half. I think he has four or five. Yeah, if we're uh, if we're talking goalies on a DFS late, I like both these goalies. Um, you know, that's we, I think you you covered that. it. Detroit's been Detroit's been fine. Um, what'd you say? Can you do that? As in play both can, of them? No, no. I, I'm more of making. Can we talk about goalies? I thought we were allergic. Oh, oh. Well, you're not allowed to. I don't want to listen to goalie talk. Like, I'll talk about. Okay, I'm just messing with you. Um, right. Every time so, I bring it up, I feel like I'm like Matt the dentist, and instead it's really just like Matt goalies. You're like, oh come on, I have to go. I just um, went six months ago. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you know, I I I, I drank the uh, Anthony Mantha Kool Aid on Tuesday. <laughs> Put up zero shots. Did absolutely nothing. You watched him play. It actually looked like he was trying to force a trade. Like he was just like lollygagging. Like he looks like Evgeny Malkin, and no one wants to look like Evgeny Malkin on the ice. Here looks so, for five hundred. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, so 
I'm just not doing it. You can't, you can't get me. You can't trick me to bet on these player props. I don't trust this game very much. Um, what are the Mantha hat trick odds? Okay, hold on. <laughs> good, good. Um, one guy on DFS, you know, who should be, uh, you know, at least in consideration as far as like 2.5 type plays on DraftKings, um, Ely Tolvanen. He's on the top power play at the time being. Uh, he has at least four shot attempts in each of his last three games. And, you know, he's minimum salary. So this guy has a ton of prospect pedigree coming in. He's 21, like just a really, really good player. And as long as he's getting the opportunity in the matchup, even though I think this is a slow-paced game, I think that he can certainly get his either through a power play assist and a couple of shots or by, you know, using his wicked shot on the top power play because, we know Nashville needs scores, and if they're going to put dudes with talent in the position to score, um, you know, I think we go for it. So that's just one thought I had. Otherwise, uh, yeah, the under for me, and I'm good to move on. All right. Uh, to uh, one of my favorite games of the night, the Montreal new coach, no idea how to say his name, but I'm going to try, um, against Winnipeg. Matt, if you go going to say the new Montreal coach's name and give a little bit of insight, potentially, um, if, you, if you want to start right there. Yeah, I, I literally don't even have his name in front of me. Uh, what, Ducharme? Ducharme? <laughs> uh, yep, Dom- Dominique perfect. Ducharme, you know, just like insert Nailing new it. French Canadian guy, and there you go. The guy the guy that I hadn't heard about 10 hours ago. <laughs> right, now <laughs> he's, you know, whatever. now he's an NHL coach. So, yeah. uh, Claude Julien out, you know, this guy in. Um, one of one of our lovely Morningscape Pod uh, Discord members mentioned on a radio show in Ottawa, they had a Montreal beat writer on who mentioned that he loved to quote shorten his bench and roll his top guys. That's not been a Montreal tenant <laughs> uh, for quite some time. I don't know how much I buy it right away, but you know, if you, um, if you're in the mood for some narratives, you know, Brendan Gallagher, this guy plays 14, 15, 16 minutes at night has the best rates in the NHL basically in those you know short minutes. If he gets more minutes, can he handle the extra workload? I sort of seem to think yes. Um, you know, we yeah. saw the same thing with Austin Matthews. You know, not that they're the same caliber, but we saw the same thing. You know, Matthews was playing 16 minutes a night under Babcock, and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes and Matthews is playing 22, and what do you know? He's still really freaking good. So that's one reason I think to you know like this game. We know that Winnipeg isn't driving play at all, so Montreal still has that feather in their cap and maybe we see more minutes for the more talented guys in Montreal. So uh, this game on the road, Montreal, a slight favorite minus minus one twenty-seven. Uh, how do you feel about that? You know, is, is the Connor Hellebuck of fear enough for you to avoid betting that? Or do you think that, uh, you know, Montreal has this one in the bag, so to speak for the new coach? It's so hard because yeah, the new coach and everything, it just, it, the narrative sometimes, you know, I think it can overshadow what's actually going on out there, but Winnipeg hasn't been that great. Um, they're, they're very much an average team, I think. Um, I I think what I'm going to end up is, is liking the Winnipeg side slightly more, um, just kind of not trying to be too invested in a, you know, new coach. Like, they're definitely going to win the game for their new guy. Like, I, I don't know if that really holds a lot of water. Um, but I don't know if I'll be strong enough to actually put money against it. I kind of like the over here more than anything else. But you never, you could get, you know, Connor Hellebuck to stand on his head and, 
Um, that that has happened a lot against Winnipeg, even though their defense and they're you know they're giving up a lot of shots again. So you kind of like the over, and then Hellebuck just goes for forty five saves, and you you know <laughs> throw your hands in the air. Um, so it's it's hard there, um, but I think it's I like the over slightly um, as anything against the Lions, and then I'm more interested in getting a you know a goal or a point bet in this one. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to find the right fit for me. Uh, the Gallagher. Yes, point one twenty nine. I mean, after getting a egregiously bad call against him to not get that goal, that would have really helped me in GPPs. Um, you know, he had five shots on net. I, I liked his over on the shots a lot in the last game, and I, I don't mind it here. But you know, over three and a half minus is not my favorite thing to uh, put money on. It's just like if they're not getting great odds on it, like I'm not gonna bet on that. It's just too much of a too much of a flip of the coin. And, and yeah, I more, so. I think the, the shot prop I like the most is Mark Shifley, which gets us to probably yeah. some of the most DFS relevant news that we have. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois still on the top line with Shifley and Wheeler for Winnipeg. You know, you, you go out, you trade your superstar winger along with another, another disgruntled winger for a center and you make that center into a winger. So I can't really see how that calculus works, but you know, it worked against the, Working against Vancouver for sure. That uh, I think Dubois put up two points, maybe even three. Uh, two goals and an assist, and two goals and assist for him. You know, probably not in the cards again. But I think that with you know Dubois, a passer, and Wheeler at this point in his career, a passer. Mark Shifley over two and a half shots yeah. plus one ten. Sign me right on up. Um, yeah, I really I like that. that. I think that's. I think him, and then I think Brendan Gallagher, if you're sort of riding the, you know, maybe he sees 19 minutes quite uh, type narrative uh, yeah. for a point, you know, he's minus 129. He's yeah, he's a really good player in that front guy. Um, so, you know, that's, yeah, uh, those are I love Mark, I love Mark Shifley to get a point, but minus 225, I'm just like, why yeah, do you know, it? Like, what's the, yeah. what's the point? Like, <laughs> at that you know, point, I think, I think those two are probably the best. Yeah. You know, just just play at that point instead of betting that number, just go play. You know, thirty percent owned Pierre Luc Dubois GPPs, and you know, consider that your <laughs> Mark Shifley uh, to get a point bet. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I think you you could just as easy just put all that money and just put it on Jack Hughes to score and like have way more fun. <laughs> like I don't understand. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, all right, yeah, okay, okay. So we'll get to the last um, game. Or yeah, as far as sides here. I think I want to oh. I want to back uh, I want to back Montreal. That that's my lean here. Um, I just yeah. think they're After a better team. Saying Montreal was but, terrible last time, you're just like, you know what? Ah, they got. That's the thing with these Canadian teams. They're just like this. Uh, you know, uh, what's the Russian the Russian dolls the Russian nesting dolls of bad teams? It's like, oh well, you know, there's this bad team, and then you open it up, and oh my god, it's Vancouver, and then you open it up, and oh my god, Winnipeg. Like, there's just so many bad teams up there that I just you know I think they get slaughtered by you know the the a good American team, you know, just a USA, USA type, uh, type deal. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't even, I looked them up and I don't even know. Matt, Matt Shaka dolls. That doesn't sound right. I feel like I knew the name for them. Um, strike. <laughs> you know what, DJ, we're just going to, we're just going to leave the listeners uh, listening to uh, you try to put What, I, what are those dolls called? I mean, I know I really want to know. I actually don't. I couldn't remember the word, but something like that. I feel like, like he's always just like every time I've seen him in like, because they were in like uh, Family Guy. It's like, oh, they just say like, oh, like they're the Russian dolls. And I'm like, oh, what are those really called? And now I'm off track and I, I don't mind this tangent because I really needed to know and I feel better now. But we can get to Edmonton, Vancouver. Unless there's anything you wanted to add, but you've already kind of said you're taking Montreal side. 
And um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that's no, that's we it. can we can go to the LA Hammer uh, once we again. Get back on track. Yeah, once again, uh, we have the LA Hammer being Edmonton at Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver plus one fifteen home dogs. Edmonton minus one thirty four. Now in this one, we saw Vancouver go way up early. And then we just saw them completely fall apart. So in response okay. to that, yeah, yeah, can confirm. Um, in response to that, Vancouver did shake things up pretty considerably. Uh, they appear to be setting up a shutdown line uh, by moving JT Miller down to Brandon Sutter's line uh, to sort of go with that. They slid Niels Hoglander up to the top line with Pedersen and Besser. Those are really the, you know, the, the main spots you want to focus on. Like, can this newly you know newly focused shutdown line let's call it you know shut down Connor mcdavid and uh you know does niels hoaglander up on the top line you know just unlock the extra bit of value that sort of makes that like a premier g you know dfs tournament type stack uh dj what are your thoughts to the answer of those two questions well based off of tuesday um niels, niels hoaglander was my boy um i'm going back to it i'm going right back to the well I can't wait to have that Jack Hughes, Niels Hoglander goal, uh, both 320. Um, that's that's the spice you come here for. They're both going to score. It's going to be great. Um, I mean, do you want to go Niels Hoglander two goals at plus one seven uh, one thousand seven hundred? Maybe not. Um, just just the one I think is enough uh, enough for me to really feel good about myself. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I mean, do you have interest in maybe taking the JT Miller no point? Um, is that is that something you want to get crazy and go after or? And six and a half, are you just like, what's the point? Yeah, you know, that? Like, it's um, that that's a very good call because you know, one of the tenets that I usually come back to and just looking through these lines is can I take advantage of usage? You know, can I take advantage of these line, you know, formations that you know these odds makers obviously aren't paying attention to? And the only problem with JT Miller is that he is such a you know key piece of that power play, not as a shooter, but just as a puck distributor. Um, you know, he's a lefty on the left side passing to Quinn Hughes for one-timers and also Elias Pettersson for one-timers. It's a little bit risky. Um, However, I think if you are definitely in on Edmonton, but think that this game, you know, hits the under, that that JT Miller bet is as good a bet as any to sort of get some action on the under while leaving yourself a slight out if the game does go over. So um, Right now, I don't think that's my favorite bet in this game, but certainly worth yeah. consideration. So, do you want to know my favorite bet? Is it Elias Patterson? Oh God, it, it could be, but I'm actually going to say Bo Horvat over two and a half plus a hundred. Um, he's probably in that Drysaddle matchup. Um, they will give up a fair amount defensively. Drysaddle has actually been a, a decent bit better defensively this year um, than he has been in the past. He might just be kind of picking up on that, but I still like that Horvat line. It, um, <laughs> He's going to be the primary shooter, I think, on it. So, yeah, no. So, Drysidle's numbers are just insane. He's got like an eighty percent expect or eighty percent goals a percentage at five on five this year, and like a forty five percent expected goals. So it's just like it's going to break at some point. And yeah, I do like Bo Horvat. You know, losing Hoaglander, gaining Jake Vertanen on that top line doesn't really change a whole lot for me so i think given his power play role given you know the the context i think that makes sense um yeah yeah all right i I don't even yeah yeah you know my favorite bet from this game i'm not sure it you know i said this last time too like oh you know if you like mcdavid ryan nugent hopkins is doing the same thing and you know mcdavid sort of showed us why 
sometimes that just can't be trusted. Now, of course, McDavid didn't smash or anything on um, Tuesday, but Reinders and Hopkins definitely, you know, uh, did not get there for us. So if you like Edmonton, you know, plus 118 on dry saddle McDavid to score, Ryan and Hopkins shoots just as much as those two guys, plus 220. I I just think that's where you want to bet. I, you know, it, <laughs> if it burns me for the second time in a row, maybe, maybe I just let it go. But I, I think the, the logic there makes sense. You look at all the underlying numbers and McDavid is just as gifted a playmaker as he is a scorer. Obviously we all know this and Nugent Hopkins is a very talented scorer himself. So um, yeah, it is, I just think that that's my favorite bet. It's weird that he's plus 220 to score. And then you go down and look at his shots and he's minus 225. They have over two and a half shots. It's like, you know, he's so likely to have at least three shots on goal. They're like, oh man, he probably has three or four. And it's like, oh man, there's no way he could score against <laughs> Braden Holtby. Like, oh man, we gotta, ooh, darn it. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree yeah. with that. I'm in on that. He's probably your most expensive player on DraftKings and FanDuel against yep. the odds, if you will. Like if you if you want to build that spreadsheet and have fun with that. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, I mean, he is he definitely there's no way. Yeah, yeah he's, so he's uh, far and away yeah, the best that, that's what I like here. Right? So let's uh, recap with some of our favorite bets. You know, we have 10 games. If, if you're narrowing it down to, let's just say two bets, you know, uh, gun to head, this, this bet has has to win or else, you know, you're you're not getting your second shot, DJ. You're not getting your second COVID shot. You know, who who you take? Oh, I was like, what shot? Am I, am I getting drunk tonight? Let's get crazy. Um, okay. I mean, I'll, this time I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do one of the lines and I'm taking the under, the Nashville Detroit under. I think I, did I do that last Ooh. time? Or did you do that? I no, I maybe I don't know if I did. I think I you know I think I took two player props and I was like also Nashville Detroit under like I threw it in there. But this time I'm gonna get yeah. back on it and and then we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. I dig times. it. Um, my favorite bet is that Svechnikov shot prop. It, it's just it makes too much sense. Um, you know, mathematically, I love the pace, the game environment. Um, so give me give me all the Andrei Svechnikov over two and a half shots. I was I was totally in on that one, but you know what? I'm gonna do it. Get to get a little bit out there. You know what? Bet I'm gonna say here plus three twenty. No, it's not. It's Matt the Chuck. Ooh, <laughs> they have two points. Okay. okay. Oh, they're all three twenty. I don't know why three twenty is so popular. There was literally what Niles, um, uh, Hughes and Hughes, yep. the Chuck. I mean, I think you put all three of those together, and maybe not Niles. Maybe maybe you do. I don't know. Um, and you just print. You just go to the, you know, the, the mint and you print, it's going to be great. And then you take all that money and you buy top shot cards, I, I, <laughs> just woof, right down the line. And, and all of a sudden you have a savvy investment in something that doesn't exist. It's perfect. All right. All right. Um, let's see for my second bet here. Um, boy, I kind of, I kind of want to go with this Brendan Gallagher point, uh, minus 129. That just feels, you know, it feels good. Um, you know, anytime I can join team math without having to be too, you know, over the, you know, without having to bang the table and say he's going to play 15 minutes. Let's just hope that, you know, this guy's going to come and use his main guys like his main guys and uh, give me Brandon Gallagher to pick up a point in this one. I'm, I'm in on it. Um, so let's get over to the, the DraftKings, if you will, uh, the lineups, if you're ready, and we can do a couple of our favorite stacks. If you want, I could get started. If you're ready, I can uh, let you take one. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I think the the, the first stack I will mention here, I, I I do like this top line in Columbus. You know, Jack Roslovich below 5K is going to be on the top line, top power play. Didn't really uh, didn't really smash alongside line A last game, but you know, it's that that'll happen. But that's also why he's you know 4.9. So I think he sort of puts up you know maybe a 20 pointer here. Gets us, uh, you know, gets us a real big score. Maybe puts up a goal. And Cam Atkinson and Patrick Line for six point five and six point four. You look at the wings on this slate; they just all seem to be, you know, uh, overpriced relative to the value that those Columbus guys give you. So I think that that's one of the uh, main spots that I like. No, definitely, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, I personally not going to have a ton in that game, but if I do, it's going to be that Columbus side with that line because it's really, really good value. Um. I'm trying not to pick this. I, I, I remember one of my, my stacks in the morning skate podcast. So I'm trying not to pick the same two and maybe I pick this one, maybe not, but you know, based off of my bets, I'm going to go with it. Um, the Matt, the Chuck Lindholm and Rasmus Anderson. Did I do that? I like it. I don't think I you can't did, remember if I did so. it or not. I, I don't know if I did. I, I really no, because you picked Chuck as your guaranteed goal. Remember? Right. So I couldn't have perfect. Yep. All right. Yeah. I, I'm really big on that stack. That stack should come together. Five on five power play. Um, I mean, the, they kind of had a bit of a rotation on the top power play, but are we assuming, right, that it is Rasmus Anderson again? Yeah, you know, it's... Night, I believe. Yeah, no, they've they've been using Anderson. They, they ran a spell of Valimaki, and that didn't yeah. really stick. So uh, no reason to think it's not Rasmus Anderson. He's underpriced as well on, uh, on DraftKings. So I like that value that stack offers you. Um, for my second one, uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh top line, Sidney Crosby, Gensel, Kapanen. Again, they're just too cheap. Um, you know, especially if we get some value out of Chris Letang's absence, maybe a Mike Matheson uh, steps up to the top power play. Like that guy's been crushing it nightly for us. Um, you know, prices on the rise, but again, the added benefit of Latang being out would be that all of those Pittsburgh guys sort of get a boost. So uh, any one of those cheap defensemen, I think also makes for a nice four man stack uh, with that top line. Um, And yeah, you know, if you want to hear, if you want to hear a lot more about the DFS slate, you know, check out the morning skate podcast. I will spoil one thing for you. Adam Boakvist to the moon, baby. Yeah. Just take them diamond hands to the moon. If you do the, isn't that, isn't that what they said? I think something about GameStop. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, it was. I think it's diamond hands. Yeah, the stonks. I I never do that. Anyways, though, um, I'll have one more stack. So I'm gonna say my oh. one more stack. Uh, I only said one of them, and you're just okay. like you're shutting down the show. I'm like, what's going Did on? I? Oh, um, okay. okay. Yeah, no, I think it. I I'm gonna go with one that I think is gonna be a bit unique. Um, going back the other way, um, against Montreal, I think a lot of people are gonna be in on what happened last game with the Shifley line. I kind of like the idea of going with um Connor. L, uh, Ehlers and you know really either the defenseman in Pionk or um, what's his name Morrissey um, I think that you know Pionk is, is a little bit expensive so I, I don't know if I'm going to end up having it at 5200 personally um, it, it doesn't really matter because like the, the power plays get all wonky anyways but I think they have a good chance at scoring a couple at five on five um, and bringing it together so maybe just a two-man with the, those two line mates um, and if you know if you want to Again, it's all about getting a little contrarian. I think on this on this slate, I think it's going to be a lot of concentrated ownership on, you know, McDavid's and the Pierre Luc Dubois and stuff. So I'm going to try to just spread myself a little bit out there, um, if I can. So I like those those two together. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, 
you know, that's the 10 game slate here. Um, you know, there's a lot to sort through. Obviously, we would love to hear in the comments your favorite bets, your favorite DFS plays. Um, also, you know, uh, tweet at us. You know, I, we love getting the interaction. I am at fake moods and DJ is at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Anything else you want to say before we head off, DJ? Uh, no, I think I think I'm good. I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Uh, again, just keep reaching out, engaging. I mean, it's been just a growing and fun trend. And, you know, I, I get gaining more followers as I'm hitting some of these parlays. So just just tail. I, I do not mind. <laughs> I, I want to win all the money together and we'll do it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network on the platform you're listening to this on, uh, be it YouTube or be it a you know, podcast app. We would love a five star review on your podcast app, um, you know, comments as well. Uh, thumbs up on YouTube. Always like to see that as well. So as always, big thanks to our sponsor, PrizePix. Uh, use promo code MMN when you are signing up over there. Um, and yeah, that'll do it from us. So I am Matt. That is DJ. Good luck on Thursday. Mm-hmm.